0: Welcome to the podcast where we talk all about love. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Carly-Ann. Let's be honest, nobody taught us about the challenges that come with finding and keeping healthy, happy relationships. Nobody warned us of the courage that you need to put yourself out there when dating or gave us the tools to manage anxiety or told us what the hell to do when we got
1: ghosted. As two coaches working in this space, we want to open up the conversation and give our take
0: into the real, messy, amazing, sometimes tiring and frustrating, but mainly an extraordinary journey that comes with creating the secure, lasting relationships that you deserve.
1: Hello, and welcome to All About Love. Today, we are talking about how to cultivate hope in your romantic life. So this is gonna apply to you really Wherever you are in your love life, if you're single, if you're single in dating, single and not
0: dating, in a relationship. Definitely. And it goes without saying that I think the conversation today will be and can be transferred to every area. You know, usually we're coming at this from a romantic perspective, aren't we? But, you know, I mean, it's certainly something that we need to have in careers if we want to pivot in any area of our life, you know, even renting a house having the hope that it's going to work out, moving places, friendships, absolutely everything.
1: Mm -hmm. Are you, what are you like, Caitlin, when it comes to hope? Are you a hopeful person? Hopeless person? Is that the
0: other way to say it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess the, what sprang to mind there is I was almost equating hope with being positive in my mind, you know, where it's like positive versus pessimistic or positive versus negative, but actually hope's different, isn't it? It's that kind of, I think for me, hope is like that quieter knowing um, and, you know, hopefulness that things will work out, which lends itself a lot more into trust rather than just like being positive poly about everything hope to answer your question for me is something I've really had to work on I'd say I don't think it comes as naturally to me as I would like I would absolutely love to be one of those people who's like full of joy and contentment all the time um but unfortunately, (laughs) I'm not so it does play a big role and I do I'm so much more hopeful now and I'm actually then kind of by default and so much more positive but is it something that I've got to work on yeah what about you I
1: definitely relate to having to work on it like 100% mm. and do you know just immediately when I was thinking about us talking about this today I just immediately felt into those like two different patterns that I can fall into hope and it is when it's fear-led and it's almost yeah. not I guess it depends on our definition of hope but it also almost doesn't feel like hope anymore it Mm. becomes like wishing and needing and then when i'm feeling i guess like really expansive and you know that kind of more open hopeful trusting like you say and i can definitely go between the two there are times when I need to definitely cultivate that hope, but it actually goes hand in hand for me. When I am in touch with kind of my routines, my happiness rituals and all of those kind of things, I tend to automatically feel a lot more hopeful.
0: Mm, I love that. And you just started touching upon how we can cultivate hope, which I know both of us are really, really keen to talk about considering as we've said, this is a practice and a process. And actually it's nice that it can be learned. Yes, Do you think absolutely. I like? I love the fact that it that it can be worked on. It's a skill. It can
1: be learned on. Uh, learned on. It can be <laughs> learned. It's a choice because this is the thing, isn't it? It's really difficult when we are not feeling hopeful. Mm. That does mean that we don't have hope about something. Yeah. You no, know? because don't forget, we don't need hope for something that's happened already. Yeah. Hope is about something that hasn't happened yet or hasn't gone quite the way that we want it to yet, because otherwise we don't need the hope, it's there. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, completely. And when we're talking from a client's perspective, one of the biggest things we have to work on is moving them towards a place where they do trust that it, and by it, for a lot of clients it means the relationship or meeting somebody and getting married and, you know, stuff. Um, is going to happen and when you have spent years being disappointed or going on the dating apps and or kind of you know not getting to the point where you've had any sort of relationship that becomes your bank of evidence and that's where I think the fear comes in and that's um, the for a lot and lots, and lots of people and especially for me that then becomes the driving force for why you want to find love yeah fear it, that it's not going to happen
1: Exactly. And it is that trusting, isn't it? Especially mm. what in what you can't yet see. And it does take a huge amount of trust, you know, if if something, if it's that it hasn't happened yet, or it still seems far away, or there's no evidence of it happening, it mm. is difficult to believe in that. But I think that's when we go into maybe like the strategies that I'm sure we will later. But something just to say that, just because it's spring to mind is that we dip in and out of hope, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's okay. It doesn't mean that we are doing anything wrong. It can depend on your mood, it can depend on the weather, it can depend on how much sleep you've had. For me, it depends on whether I am sticking to my routines, like I say, but it is okay to dip in and out and for your level of hope to fluctuate.
0: Oh, of course, like, you know, we're not asking, and we would never expect and also we would never ever be able to do like 100% consistency in not being horrible to ourselves, you know, always having positive beliefs about what's going to happen, acting in in line with our intentions of, you know, things like that. We're, that's That's not what this is, because that's absolutely not realistic.
1: Speaking about what it's not it's also not about dismissing negatives. Mm. It's not about having to replace any lack of belief. You know, it's, can we hold on to both? Can we have this part of us that doesn't really believe and also begin to train ourselves and open our mind to like the world of possibility? Yeah, yeah. that's what it is. It's like a main, like the world of possibilities that we always talk about that like fun what if game yeah. and what happens when we open ourselves up to that world naturally that part of us that doesn't believe or that does feel negative or hopeless it's not going to disappear but it has less
0: room yeah yeah I think it quite a theme of the podcast season so far has been where are we giving our energy where are we shining a light isn't it it's like what are we moving towards um and actually, just in itself, that's quite a quick way to shift between the the fear and the hope, isn't it? If, you know, what can we do to put more energy into the hope and what does that look like?
1: And thinking of the benefits mm-hmm. of hope, because I was doing some research into, yeah, just like benefits of hope. And it is really clear it can support us in terms of our health and our well-being. It's mm-hmm. not just in, yes, it's our, like, happiness because obviously – You know, when we're feeling hopeless or helpless with a situation, that absolutely impacts our energy. It impacts our mental health, our physical health, all of it. Mm. And then that impacts how we show up, how we go out into the day. Mm. And so, if we can begin to intentionally practice some of the things that you and I are going to talk about, like our own experience, and I'm sure things that have helped other people, then it's most likely to have a positive influence on all these different areas and isn't that like worth a try
0: yeah <laughs> it's it's that thing isn't it? it's like actually well it's really interesting actually because I do think what have you got to lose but I do have some clients with some resistance towards doing the basic positive steps um that almost seem a little bit trite or it kind of seems you know like pop psychology whatever it is um, when actually their small steps that make all the difference, you know, like the gratitude practices and things like that. Um, but yeah, I always say what literally what have you got to lose?
1: That's Try it, now. because we're moving anyway. So shall mm-hmm. we like move forward? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what was that reminding me of then as you said that? Oh, it's left me. That's such a shame. I'm sure it, it will probably come back to me if
0: it's an important point. I've got a question then what do you think about resistance to hope because for me I think my resistance to hope was almost grounded in the belief that good things didn't really happen for me you just triggered the thing
1: (laughs) yeah I feel like there's like we could probably come up with a list right Mm -hmm. of one like you say that lack of evidence, what comes to mind immediately there is someone who hasn't had a relationship before and really desires and wants a relationship. We have to be really real there that it's difficult for the mind and your body to like hold space or picture something that hasn't happened yet. Mm. So when we don't have that evidence, it's difficult to feel hopeful you know
0: yeah and i i definitely felt it was lack of evidence in that way but it was also more it was more than just my romantic space so i always sort of assumed the job thing would be all right but since i've kind of you know been really really building self-awareness since the kind of initial steps i took with changing my experience with love i've realized a pattern for me is Um, I'm always waiting for the shoe to drop and it's hard to then have a natural amount of hope if that's where our triggers go or our body goes or where our mind jumps to so when I say it's a process I constantly have to work on kind of dialing that belief down that things aren't going to last or good things aren't going to happen or it won't work out you know in the I mean, even kind of running your own business; those like thoughts are constant, aren't they? um But you know, in in sort of lots, lots of lots in different areas.
1: Yeah. So I think we're talking about like beliefs, aren't we? Like beliefs. Yeah. about whether it is relationships or good things in this mm-hmm. case. And I don't know. This might be a little shift, actually, in what we're talking about. But it's just bringing to mind. That sometimes the difficulty is that we actually have a positive belief attached mm. to not being hopeful, if that makes mm. sense. So, the pot, and we have to identify that positive belief. And for like a lot of people, you, you we could hear them saying it now, but I'm just going to be disappointed, or I don't want to be disappointed. At least if I don't have that hope, then I can't be disappointed. So, we have this like positive belief, and until we like observe that not necessarily get rid of but observe it and know it's there because you see this a lot with worry people struggle to let go of worrying about things because they have such a positive belief but if I worry then I'm caring and if I worry then I can save everything Mm. so it's that positive belief around not being hopeful how that protects you
0: yeah and that is definitely what I saw with myself and clients it's that pattern of if I don't hope I can't be disappointed yeah. so and and i think you know you, you might um say differently but i i do think a lot of the time it has to start with belief work it has to start with the awareness of what our beliefs and kind of patterning is around the thing we want whether that's love job friendship whatever um in order to identify what's going on. So we can start to shift those beliefs. And then when we do turn the dial down or the dial up and collect new evidence for different kinds of beliefs, that builds the foundation for the hope.
1: Yeah, 100%. Because if we don't know those beliefs are there driving, like driving the feeling of hopelessness sometimes, or whatever it is that we're feeling, then we will just unconsciously continue in this loop, right?
0: Well, yeah, as humans, we're sort of wired for confirmation bias, aren't we? We always want to prove ourselves right, even if um, the proof hurts us or doesn't feel good or, you know, whatever.
1: That's the thing. Um, The thing about hope as well being, I do understand the idea of, but we could wind up disappointed. Like, what if it doesn't work out? Mm -hmm. I do understand that or it can feel like you're chasing something because there's that balance Mm -hmm. but like I was saying when you look at how to cultivate that hope and what it feels like to feel hopeful so if we actually take a moment and imagine what it feels like to feel hopeful Mm -hmm. compared to feeling like lack of hope no hope we're also talking there about like our happiness you know and we've got to focus on our day-to-day life how we feel in our day-to-day life not just the thing that we want not just the thing that we hope will happen and if it's true that being hopeful makes us feel happier and healthier and like better energy to be around it would make sense to commit more to that than then the other side of things where we don't feel as good and we feel lower and we feel more anxious and we feel more frustrated and we can't focus on anything else
0: I love that and it's true when I because I do quite a lot of visualizations with clients in order to try and get them to feel um, as if they're already in the place and have the thing so we can we know that the feeling's there and it's created and that gives us hope that image that the you know our sort of body sensations was going on in our brain that's that's kind of one of the ways we can build hope but sometimes when it's at the very early stages if you know when we start to dip our toe into this the thought of having something and feeling that hope can also produce quite a lot of anxiety because you know first of all the bodily sensations aren't they of um, anxiety and excitement are quite similar um But it is your mind, kind of. It's almost like the the last sort of bar, isn't it? It's your mind being like, "No, don't want this thing. Don't want this thing. You're actually anxious about it. You're worrying about it, um, because if you want it, then you're not going to get it, and then you'll be disappointed, and then all this is going on. So it's a really interesting process to work through.
1: Yeah, and that really makes me think of when, again, it goes back to that wanting, needing, wishing, Mm. because what I tend to experience is that that side of things is sometimes either like linked with lack of action yeah or there is action but there are a lot of subtle unconscious blocks mm-hmm which is like, yes, I want this thing, but actually, there's these other parts that are really avoidant and finding all the, you know, picking every problem with it or still thinking negatively in a certain way about things. Mm -hmm. So there is, yeah, there's something about it when we could say, I'm hopeful, but then when we really bring it together, or no, I'm trying to cultivate hope, but when we really bring it together, and you look, it's like, hope happens with an action. Mm Mm-hmm. It's much more active than just wishing, or just yeah. Is- yeah,
0: yeah. Like with any change, working towards any goal, you have to take action. I could sit here and wish I'm going to win the lottery, and I say buy a ticket. It's not going to happen. <laughs> not going to happen anyway. But I have to show up and buy that ticket. <laughs> yeah, and it's
1: being like, and it's if if anyone's listening here because they want to cultivate hope we're not I'm sure you know if you think of times there might be something we say in these that does spark that feeling of hope it can be quite automatic where it's this little like oh maybe I can do it but in order for that to last we have to consider our habits because it's a thinking a habit it's Mm -hmm. like you were just saying the way that you know you support your clients to cultivate that that feeling of hope that's when we're training ourselves to be able to hold space for the good thing yeah but so are you so- willing to are you willing to practice in order to feel hopeful or are you listening to this because you just want to leave feeling hopeful and that's it like it's not like just go on loads of if, if you're single go on loads of dates and that's how we cultivate hope by taking that kind of action it's the action in terms of <clears throat> how we choose to think and be when we're doing those things
0: definitely because again it's it, what I found is sometimes if we're in that state where we're wishing or we're led you know if we take the example to make a bit more concrete of you want the relationship right and we're wishing it's happening but we are being dread from that we're being led from that place of fear not dread from that place of fear um we can go on the date and we can like You know, you could say, I am taking action. But if you're sitting there showing up on those dates, picking the person apart, where your mind's running 10 steps ahead, thinking, what if it doesn't work out? Or, you know, is he going to be right in the long term? Or is she going to be right in the long term? And it's been an hour. Or, you know, you're texting your friend saying, oh, I hate dating, da, da, da. Then you're doing yourself a disservice by actually not holding yourself accountable because, that is not showing up with kind of hope and abundance and you know gratitude and whatever for where you are that's
1: it and that was the same if you consider just something that you want i can't like sometimes when i try and do this like this specific example but imagine in a relationship, that there's something that you want to do with your partner, or you want to experience something more of, and you have this hope, but you're like, but they're not going to do it, or whatever re- decision you've come to in your mind. Mm-hmm. And then, really, when you look at it, and it's, well, have you expressed this? Have you had these kind of conversations? Have, you, And a lot of the time, it's like, no, no, I haven't no so there there is that action that needs to be taken in terms of like you say taking that responsibility for things mm. but that also I don't know if that makes it all just sound like a bit of a drag like to be hopeful because it's not like
0: the you know you get to be more yourself yeah I mean it's not a drag I think it's more because I have those days where I am down in the dumps and led by fear and you know that's usually when we do a little mini coaching session together but That weighs so much more heavily than waking up, doing a few things, trotting about your day, noticing how lovely the sun is or what the leaves look like outside. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Or, you know, spending a little bit of time replying to a message, to a friend, um, and thinking how grateful you are to have them in your life. You know, it's, it's far less of a drag. But as we said right at the beginning, it's a process and you can practice it.
1: Yeah, I think there as well, that there is a lot to be said about those moments where we don't feel that way, and we're not feeling the hope, they can also be moments that really drive us, they can be moments that make us see something that we weren't seeing, or they can really let us know what it is that we care about. So there is, if we look at it, there is like, those moments are needed as well, for us to be like, this is something I clearly care about. For me to feel this hopeless, for me to feel this way, there's something there around caring about it, or, you know, this is doing the inner work, or there's something there that I certainly feel like I should be doing, because you can easily do some of this work and then realize a thing that you're so hopeful for and wishing for, again, another reason why haven't we moved forward for it, if if that's the case for you as an individual, that won't be for everyone, And you realise it's because, well, I don't even want it, but society tells me I should have it.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. You know, we've done an episode on talking about kids and the biological clock and things like that. And those questions are so important for those topics, Um, especially if you feel in that kind of area isn't going forward.
1: What about then, sorry, I know you were about to say something. Before we do think of our tips and things, Mm -hmm. feeling hope, Or having hope around something that you know can't happen
0: do you have a a couple of examples of things that can't happen
1: so maybe you know that this person has moved on you hoped that you were going to get back with someone and they've moved on and that's that Mm -hmm. Um, maybe you know that you can't have children
0: with both of those scenarios and with any scenarios the process of giving up the hope, the process of letting go of the hope of what could have been is an incredibly pain or can be an incredibly painful process in itself because it's almost like the mini breakup. You've got to break up with the idea of what could have been. And sometimes actually that's where the pain is. Um, that's where a lot of the emotions come from. Um, and that will shine a light on the kind of every negative belief you've had about yourself, the world, others. Um, so for me, I think we've got to treat that with such respect. Mm. And when somebody says, oh, just get over it, or, oh yeah, but it's fine because you know, you've know you got this, this and this, isn't really honouring the situation and honouring how you feel about it um, and actually what your future potentially could have looked like. That being said, making the decision to hold on to hope when you've done that process of honouring is a block, isn't it? It's a way to stop you moving forward um, and a way to kind of keep you there and keep you stuck. And it gets to a point where you are going round and round and round in circles. You know it's hurting, You know, the thoughts are hurting, you know, the language is hurting, you know, the emotions are hurting, you know, your behavior is hurting, you know, stalking your ex on social media, you know, that brings you pain, but it almost feels addictive. You know, it's that sort of cycle we get stuck in. So when we're in that place, that's where I think you need to, again, take responsibility, either reach out for help or actively bring things in. I'm not going to tell you to stop doing them because we don't work like that as people. But again, it's okay, what can we do alongside that? Or what can we gently do instead? Yeah. I feel like I've just monologued for a very long time.
1: No, you know what? I feel like I don't feel the need to really add to it. I feel like it's a really good message of it is a grieving process.
0: Mm. And it
1: goes back to that idea with hope of, yeah, hope is something that hasn't happened yet, but probably something where there's a level of possibility. You know, that said, if you are, if it is a belief that saying it's not possible, Mm -hmm. strong belief that you are rating 100% true. However, it might not be true, (laughs) then we need to tune into that as well because I think that's the thing so many people are are, they believe so strongly things can't happen for them Mm -hmm. you know there is so the world works in the most mysterious ways and this is actually one of the ways that I kept hope it wasn't something I was going to share today because I didn't really realize until it's it's come out now but yeah something that always has supported me is knowing that things happen in the most mysterious ways sometimes, Mm. you know, but yeah, I think that in terms of when there is actually a loss, I think you've, yeah, covered that really nicely.
0: Yeah. And I I think you're right. And that's why I asked those two examples because it's, you know, actually what isn't going to happen and how do we know it's not going to happen, but that goes back to that belief work. And like you for me, the change i went through and what i had to do was it started with the beliefs it started with the possibility of oh hang on a minute you've told yourself for years that this isn't going to happen what if we allowed for a new thought you know what if we tackled some of those thoughts that you're not going to meet any of the because you're not lovable Mm -hmm. and if we started to work on those actually is there a bit of hope where can that come in? You know, so maybe then it was 80% versus, you know, it's 100%. And actually, that's something nice I do quite a lot is um when I start with the client versus when we end, they rate how much do they believe that they will meet somebody if that's what they want, if that relationship is out there for them, because sometimes the work we can do in the steps we can take feels so small, don't they, until three months is gone and actually you're kind of trust and your hopes gone from a three to a nine and you haven't even noticed
1: well this is it because you know that just made me think what I keep saying that to you that just made me think when I worked for the NHS one of the things that they get you to do in CBT is in the very early treatment sessions Mm. start with a really easy win with them so they'll start with behavioral actions something Mm. that is an easy win because then people automatically have that bit of hope of maybe i can do this and then you can start Mm. to kind of move up that ladder but yeah you start with something where it's like i can do this ah okay
0: okay so it's easier to change that little bit of behavior
1: yeah, easier to, say. to change behavior than a thought.
0: Yeah,
1: and then the th- once, and then
0: the thought can catch up. Mm. Well, I always say, like doing the belief work with clients, it's it's you know when they're beating themselves up. Cause obviously, I work with a lot of perfectionists. <laughs> and, um, they're like, oh my god, it's been six weeks, and I still have this thought, and I still thought that. It's like, hang on a minute, this is learning a new language. This is, this is retraining your brain. This isn't easy. This is literally learning a new language. And on that note, well, I remembered it because I wrote this down. Can we please talk about the role that language plays in cultivating hope and changing beliefs and everything?
1: (laughs) Absolutely.
0: So one of the things I had to do um, when I was, and again, I'll Talk about that really specific example, right, of not believing I was going to have a relationship, not believing it was going to happen, all that stuff. When I was doing the accountability work, I actually looked at how I was talking about men, about relationships, um, about dating. And within that, I looked at kind of um, who was I like colluding with? Who was I saying, yeah, or we'll men are shit with, you know, yeah, um, you can't trust people, da, 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 da. And the language I was using was so unhopeful and negative. And all it was doing was reinforcing um, this perception I had. So I really do encourage you. I mean, we're sort of getting onto tips now, aren't we? But one of the things and one of the places you can start that is quite an easy observation is just look at how you're texting people, how you're describing dating, how you're talking to your friends. When somebody says, oh, are you with anybody? How are you responding? What words are physically coming out of your mouth on automation? Because they are representative of that thought. Yeah. So if you don't quite know what you're thinking, look at your language first and foremost.
1: Yeah, for sure. And how you talk about your future. Mm -hmm. You know, if it does have that air of hope with it, if it does have that air of excitement and that air of possibility... Mm -hmm. And like you say as well, we're talking about like talking to others, talking to yourself, journaling, yeah. whatever it might be. But I I guess we're going into tips, aren't we?
0: Yeah, let's let's talk about tips because I think it's it's quite easy to talk about in the abstract, really, isn't it? About yeah. these kind of topics. So let's let's ground it.
1: Yeah, so for sure, language, start there.
0: <laughs> Done.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, but I do want to say though one of the first things that I, when I really think back to what helped me, I always say that I started with happiness. Yeah. And there's so many parts of that puzzle. And I think hope was maybe a consequence. Yeah. And then there was times where definitely I was working on having that hope. But I think it was a consequence for me.
0: Mm. I would agree, actually, I think I started with as we've talked about before, like you, I kind of randomly happened to see a talk by a coach called the Happiness Explorer. Um, and that was where the petty dropped for me that I was not happy. I didn't like myself. And that's where all of my work started from. Um, so that's where my focus was too. And by doing the kind of deep work on relationships, by working through that, you do naturally become a lot more hopeful.
1: Yes, and that as well, thinking about the language again, Mm -hmm. with with the reality for some people being, and I've been there, I know, I hear this, but I still don't believe it. Mm -hmm. Again, as I was saying earlier, there's a part of you, or I wrote it down anyway, there's a part of you that strongly believes, right, that Mm -hmm. it's not going to happen, whatever it is and when you bring in that new information it just gets rejected or you just don't even hear it so perhaps somebody does give you a bit of advice or you do see a talk and it just gets rejected your mind is just like no not for us and then something happens where perhaps you've heard something enough times or perhaps something talks to your soul perhaps this is the wake-up call we can go into all of you know who -hmm. knows why but like for you with that talk the penny dropped Mm. and we don't know why it was that moment who knows mm. what led to that but something in that moment accepted new information yeah it didn't get rejected and so what I find is that we have to collect new language so you can do that through podcasts through music I always talk about there's a Colby Calais song mm. um, and this was for self compassion, and I just used to listen to it. And then but then there was this one time I listened to it. And I just heard it in a new way. And she basically like promises herself she's always going to be or no, she might be promising someone else. But yeah. I took it as like myself, like I'm never gonna let myself down. Yeah. And so again, that moment, it doesn't get rejected. So I think you have to just keep on. If you're here wanting to feel hopeful, even though you don't, you just have to keep on feeding yourself that new language, mm-hmm. that new words, those new affirmations, those new podcasts, the quotes, like, consume yourself with it, not to the point of like, losing yourself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yes. you know what I mean, yeah, and I, I'm really glad you mentioned kind of affirmations, and um, all for them. Yeah. And, you know, they're in a lot of CBT practices, aren't they? But they're also when you look at the brain, in order to start kind of um changing your you know neurological pathways you have to start telling yourself new information your brain doesn't care who says it it just needs to hear what it needs to hear um so whilst people tend to think of kind of affirmations as very much self-help instagrammy they're very much grounded in psychological practices and neuroscience so um, you know, when when I give them to clients, it's like, oh, I'll give it a go. And I don't care if that's where they stop. Just give it a go. And as you said, sometimes you have to catch up. So, yeah, you might not believe what you're telling yourself for the first two months. That's okay. That's, again, this is learning a new language. Don't care if you believe it or not. Keep going. Keep telling yourself.
1: Exactly. And you can, I mean, this is more about affirmations. Maybe we can do an episode on affirmations. Yeah. But I do believe in making them believable for or a little bit believable yes. for yourself yeah I'll link into my next tip after this which might mm-hmm. help but all I mean by that is you know Marissa Pears is a good example of this with the I am enough she purposely yes. chose I am enough instead of I am great I'm amazing I'm mm-hmm. all of these things if we've been living our life feeling not enough
0: mm-hmm.
1: we have to start with even I'm willing to start telling myself mm-hmm. I'm enough so we have to just start it's a bit in our realm of of understanding really I guess
0: definitely and, and you know I want schooled on every mirror in the house I am enough until like Liam got <laughs> home yeah, and literally yes. be like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> he's Is got it? like he was saying why have you done this he's like you ruined all the mirrors and so he's like you're to have it on one mirror and not all of them
1: do you know what it's reminding me of because mm. the way that no not the way that you've described it the way that I've perceived <laughs> it has yeah, past memory, and I'm seeing. Do you know the famous episode of Big Brother when Vanessa Feltz is like writing loads of stuff <laughs> on the table, I remember, I writing like you cannot control us or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining you going through the house. I did. I was sc- with a lipstick. I was scrolling it. Was um, it angry crying. or was it happy? Because I've got like angry Caitlyn. <laughs> whatever uh, drives you if that's what got you there yeah.
0: no I think I was quite I was I'd listen to her <laughs> I imagine you was like a mad woman <laughs> I was I was like unusually buoyed up um what I was gonna say is a really simple tip um when I'm kind of setting affirmations with clients is um I just put I'm learning in front of whatever they want to say so for example I am enough
1: uh-huh. I'm
0: learning that I am enough love that, that. i always. Put, i'm willing to i'm willing
1: to believe but i'm learning i like that as well
0: it's more just it turns into um a bit of an active process that you are part of yeah. um as well as softening it so
1: yeah so that ne- the next tip that's linking in quite nicely to this one in my mind is around when we do have that huge part of us that just doesn't believe. Is mm. to just see, I'm not saying you will, but just see yeah. if you can notice or find anything in you that does believe. Is there even the time ha- I worked with a client once? Um, I don't like to love to use the word resistant but just so that we all know what we're talking about there was resistance there yeah and I just it was that is there any tiny part of you and when she said yes it was like yes okay so there is something in you it's it's covered up it's hidden but something in you does have that hope and then we can work with that
0: no, I agree. And also, again, if you want to get technical, um, what I find really helps is sometimes we can feel quite despairing or lost because we can't visualize actually how much of us does, ha- does hope. So sometimes if we're, I'm breaking it down with the clients, I'll say, OK, so what if you had a slice of cake, how much of the cake feels disappointed are there any other feelings you know how much of the cake feels angry how much of the cake feels happy how much so you can do that with that hope so just keep checking in on yourself you know how much of the slice of the pie is hope at the moment is it five percent is it ten percent is it fifty percent and as long as there is a percent then you're
1: on the right track yes I really love that actually um that was making me think of something else but now I can't remember what it was
0: um well well, you think i'll build on your tip perhaps so i think it's brilliant acknowledging if there is any part that feels hopeful and i would say we always want to be flexing and building on that little muscle right on that percent so quite a um concrete way of doing that is I get some clients to and you can do this with belief work as well um, have a list in their phone and they note down anything that happened that supported a new belief or a new thought so this could be hope so again if we just have a concrete example of um, you know you want to build the hope that you are going to have a relationship any happy couple you see in the street that's evidence that love exists. Any compliment somebody gives you, anytime you feel good, anytime a friend rings you um, for comfort, you know, anytime there's a little sign, anytime somebody does something good, I don't care what it is, just note down evidence that good things do happen to you or that there are good relationships out there and kind of build it that way.
1: Yeah, I used to do this with self soothing.
0: Actually, Mm. And
1: I just thought, maybe I'm broken, and I'm never going to be able to manage my emotions. It's just (laughs) not possible for me. I would record the tiniest wins Mm. that aren't, I've been sharing a lot about this on my Instagram at the moment, I think because I'm doing quite a lot about it in the membership, because recording these, what I'm calling like magic moments, noticing these tiny signs of like healing or moving in that direction of where you want to be. It's so important because you know how good we are at noticing what's not going well. And when it came to my journey of self soothing to be where I am now, let me tell you, it didn't look like anything was happening, Mm -hmm. because I was still acting out, I was still dating, I don't like dare I say it the wrong people yeah mm-hmm. the wrong people for me I'm still dating them still doing the things that made me feel like shit yeah. <laughs> however <laughs> deep in there there was there was shifts that I knew I didn't reach out to that person like as many times or last mm-hmm. night or I managed to soothe myself for a bit longer than usual before I acted out yeah. and I I this sounds awful. And I don't, don't it's not like that. She didn't mean it like this. But my best friend once said to me, you give yourself was her exact words basically she said to me, you give yourself too much credit. Because I was saying like how well I did about something, but whereas she was saying no, because you shouldn't even be with this person. Yeah, yeah you give yourself too much credit. <laughs> and I just had to be like, in that moment, I had to be like, I, I cannot take that on. I yeah. know what a big deal this is for me. And had I taken her belief, I'd probably still be back there somewhere. Yeah. But having that hope, like evidenced by these t- the tiniest shifts, as you can hear, helped me to keep going. Yeah. And I can tell you that my friend now that she, because they were internal tiny shifts or ones that I didn't really admit to other people, she now is like, oh my God, like so much change, mm. you know, but at that point, it's not what she, it wasn't visible to someone else.
0: Well, that's the thing, because we think of change, don't we, as these big, big moments, and the um, we think of them as life events, right, which tend to be changing jobs, getting relationship, um, moving house, buying a dog, whatever you see that as, and it's, I always say it's like building a house, isn't it? You don't just click your fingers and the house is there, you've got to build it brick by brick. So what we're saying is notice the bricks. Basically. Notice the bricks. And the other thing, again, these are all leading
1: on so nicely yeah. to each other. Also, can I just say, we don't have to cut this out, I'm going to bring this to everyone's attention now, I need to stop saying another thing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh so many really just like go to little phrases in yeah. my other podcast I always say oh god I can hear myself I say to the guest I love that
0: I love that I probably do it to you I love I do love that what <laughs> um, I do um honestly guys can I just say when we're talking about yeah. being nice to yourself and having hope we've been like we're listening back to ourselves in these podcasts be like
1: oh <laughs> and how crazy though but again the way that I hear myself and the way that you hear yeah. yourself
0: Oh my god! I always think you sound so much more intelligent. You're just like, you you know, I waffle on. We both literally had the same thought about ourselves and the other person the other day. But this, again, this is that is not an invite
1: to tell us which one of us does waffle on and which one of us.
0: No, guys, we're (laughs) quite happy, oblivious. We only like positive validation. Um, and compliments. We do not want any constructive criticism, even about the other one. If you're going to come and tell me I'm great, engage. Okay. <laughs> yeah, fine. DM me, tell me about hate Harley. That's fine, but don't tell me about me. <laughs> oh, it's like you know when you get really drunk and then the next day it's like, oh, do you know what you did last night? Fuck off. Like That's nobody ever wants to know. <laughs> huge
1: pet hate of mine: drunk shaming. And if anyone ever does it, I say you're <laughs> Are you drunk shaming. You
0: yeah. drunk shaming. If anybody ever podcasts, Shane's, we can get in, <laughs> get in the bin. oh Well, the next thing I was going to say <laughs> did link in
1: really nicely, but it is one of the things we know about again cultivating hope, like research based, mm-hmm. is small steps.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
1: what I was saying about the CBT earlier, yeah, taking like you say, just that brick by brick genuinely we do know that that does help us to feel more hopeful so Mm -hmm. if you are taking small steps and beating yourself up you don't need to because that's research shows us that that's how we cultivate, cultivate hope
0: definitely um I would my tip doesn't really lead on but I would like to add in something that really really helped me because again when I was thinking about okay how do I create a new belief or a new hope that this could happen for me and I was looking at you know my blueprint I was doing so many different exercises I was trying to teach myself CBT I you know all of that stuff but one thing that really helped was a little bit more spiritual and it was starting to trust in something bigger yes oh my god yes it was you know the universe whatever you want to call it um some people have this for religion some people just have a you know a grandparent that they trust somewhere in the atmosphere whatever it is i really had to dig deep and you know trust that things were going to work out for a reason and for me saying to myself every day i'm learning to trust that i'm in the right place everything is unfolding as it should i still have that affirmation today but really digging deep and trying to anchor myself in that um and then, kind of leading on when we were looking a little bit more spiritually, that's where I kind of led into visualizations and things like that. And actually, when we're talking about manifesting and visualizing, um, you know, pro athletes will walk themselves through every single step along the way until they get to the finish line and see them crossing the finish line in first place. So, for me, the kind of visualizing was okay, I could see myself. Happy, I could see myself with somebody. I could see somebody smiling at me and be completely accepted and loved, right? That's what I had to cultivate the feeling of, which gave me hope that then it could actually happen. So, kind of trusting in something more, visualizations were things that were huge, big turning points for me that kind of expanded me quite a lot.
1: I completely echo that, like, completely and it's bringing Joe Dispenza to mind Mm. a lot of his work do I recommend it like it goes over my head a lot of his work (laughs) I'm not gonna lie but the the what I do understand of it Mm. absolutely helped me with that visualization aspect Mm. to again in fact I think it's his language the world of possibility Ah. that might be his language actually where that's come from in my mind and it is that it's that he gives you the tools to cultivate what could be Mm -hmm. and to train yourself for that especially if you can't see it and then he says then accidentally he found out magical things start to happen because this is the thing when you are doing this kind of inner work there's what you're planning for there's what you're working on and then there's the things that you don't even know is going to happen yet.
0: Yeah, there is so
1: many unplanned change that comes from changing your life or, or mm. cultivating that this kind of hope and these tools and strategies that we're talking of. Mm. Like we're just focusing on probably the one thing that everyone's got in their minds, but yeah. with the world of possibility, there's things that you're not even dreaming of yet.
0: Well, did I, you know, ten years ago think I'd be a life coach that helps people? create and find love no absolutely wouldn't have been in my wildest possibilities like that wasn't you know I was working a very corporate job that was not even on my horizon like did I you know yeah I mean there's so many more things that I never ever ever dreamed were possible but because I took that first step in moving towards happiness in shifting certain things along the way that then led to you know once I opened that door of hope and possibility about the relationship that then led to so many other doors been open
1: yeah and li- like I think it, this links in really nicely with my same example of mm-hmm. working for myself and there was a point where I worked for the NHS and I did have the dream of the coach that had reached me mm-hmm. it, I swear, every part of me was like, it's, how would I ever work for myself? It was so, so it was so far away from my possibility of what I was able to vision. It yeah. was far, far away. And so now it's my reality. But I have the genuine memory, guys, where it was, it felt impossible. Mm. So now what happens today, because now it's my reality, anything that comes up, anything I dream of, that feels impossible, I just say to myself, but working for myself felt like this. Yeah. There's a time where the dream that I have now working for myself felt that far away. Mm -hmm. So I have this like huge bit of evidence for me now that anything's possible. Because if you go back through the years of my journals and notebooks, you will see I work for myself. I work for myself. I work listed like over and over and over again for years
0: I love that because I and I I, again how right this is an example of how the universe works like some way down the line that was your goal that's what you it was out in the atmosphere that's what you're working towards but my experience was very different it was no thought of anything I would do because again going back to um not wanting to be disappointed so I didn't plan for the future right um so it wasn't in my horizon that I could ever work for myself because I didn't know what what I wanted to do where I could be. But things shifted and lined up. So I'm here today. And the fact that we met by coincidence, mm-hmm. it took like one person reaching out. I think I listened to like your and Becky's podcast together and was like, oh, who's that? I'll follow that. And then Wild, got connected the like that. And now look. And you just linked in to my next tip. Yeah. I can't believe
1: it. I can't believe it. It is other people and support. Yeah. But surrounding yourself with people who get you, Mm
0: -hmm. who lift
1: you up, who you lift up. Of course, not 100% of the time, but there's times where we're in different places to each other. Yeah. But it usually means that the other one is there to lift the other one up. And so having someone around you that you know can yeah, be in that energy that has the energy, be really careful about who you choose around you community. This is like why I have the membership community is so valuable for change, Mm -hmm. for helping you to feel not alone for the wins that they have. So if you share your wins together for that pick me up picking them up. There's so many, there's so many factors within that idea of community and support that is a benefit. And then as we know, we're just talking about hope, but all the other benefits that that has as well.
0: Definitely. And actually, I've just closed the round of um, Leading in Love, my group coaching programme. We've finished, but the ladies have all asked to keep the WhatsApp group open so they can all support each other and kind of are there for those moments of sadness and joy and kind of, you know, chivying each other along. Thinking about who we spend our time with and even when we go back to talking about language, if you trust your friends, if you're in a good space, then you can say, look, OK, I need to be I'm trying to build hope in this area or I'm trying to be positive in this area. I don't want to bitch about guys anymore. I don't want to talk, call people trash. Um, it's really important for me at the moment to try and be positive. You can set that boundary with them. You can say that. And depending on how they respond, you know, you can kind of perhaps tailor your conversations or spend more or less time absolutely and
1: just begin experimenting if you're someone who doesn't feel hopeful have a day a normal day (laughs) and then have a couple of days where you experiment with some (laughs) some of these um, techniques and tools and then compare them and if you don't feel worse then you know like you said what have we got to lose yeah it's worth like a try and uh, because this is today that I was thinking this I can't remember but I was literally thinking about how some people is just a case of yeah just literally trying these things enough times because they read it in a book or they heard someone else talk about it and then they just don't give up you just don't give up
0: I am love that oh I'm copying you now um my client the other day she said I think it's your last resort in the best possible way and I was like "No, I get that and she's like because I've heard it all before she was like I've heard it all before I've looked at all the posts before I've you know read the books She was like but you're my last resort so it's finally sinking in
1: (laughs) I was watching Stephen Bartlett his diary of a CEO yeah and it was the love matchmaker or something
0: and yeah
1: but yeah when people go to him they go to him as like a last resort yeah it makes sense but that's hope that something that made someone go to you guys or us even if it's a last resort, it's something in you that has a bit of hope, you know, otherwise you wouldn't do it. Even listening to this podcast, there must be, there's something in you, especially well, if you that's, that's what I
0: was going to say. If you genuinely didn't believe the thing you want was going to happen, hope for that, that thing wouldn't even be on your horizon. You wouldn't have clicked on this title, okay? If you genuinely didn't believe you could change your anxious attachment, you wouldn't be in Carly's membership. If or listening or on your her Instagram page, okay. If you genuinely didn't believe love isn't going to happen for you, people wouldn't book calls with me. So I always say, the fact that you're here, there is hope. There is, you do on some level believe this is a possibility for you. That's where we start. I love that. Do you? Do you love
1: that? I didn't even realize I said it that time. Do you know that I have a thing that I say? I do I still do it but anyway it is because I used to get in my head a little bit I used to think I'm not very good at like conversation and so I guess I taught myself to say that's so funny and that's my filler my filler is that's so funny
0: I say that my friends will now say
1: is it (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny no
0: (laughs) yeah I love this like that's so funny without laughing
1: yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) Um, anyway great chat I really really loved that right so I will show you When we talk about like community and, you know, listening to the motivational things Mm. and things like that, I feel hopeful from having this conversation. I can feel a genuine shift in my body from when we started talking.
0: Yeah. And I have to say, like, I hand on heart, I'm not just saying this, but if you believe something is possible for you and you take small steps to make it happen there's absolutely no doubt in my mind the thing you want will happen or something even better will come along and that is what it's meant to be for you like sometimes the thing you want actually isn't big enough do you
1: is that your takeaway um yeah can be yeah you can decide
0: (laughs) yeah my takeaway actually is that yeah I do I genuinely do believe That everything you want is out there and you're on the right path just because maybe your journey or path doesn't look like the same compared to somebody else's at this time doesn't mean you're in the wrong place okay
1: my takeaway is just that reminder that the reason we have hope is because the thing hasn't happened yet Mm. you know so it's it's perfectly fine there is this I don't know or I when it's going to happen yet space and though it's uncomfortable it is a space that we can't just bypass yeah you know that that in between where you want to be and then just with that acknowledgement that you might be in this in-betweeny stage which is with all kind of feelings attached to it Mm -hmm. just remembering that hope is linked with action as well
0: yeah please take those steps guys please don't sit in the space of wishing because wishing very quickly it turns to kind of worry and fear thank you for listening please remember to rate subscribe review send to your friends so other people can find us we've absolutely been loving recording this and we're so grateful for all of you who are listening all the comments we get um all the feedback we get so please do keep sending it in